Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Two of our broadcast, you are welcome to comment about the Carolina Panthers sending Christian McCaffrey away. I mean, those of you who are especially Panthers fans, what are your thoughts about this move? How is this going to impact your support for the team the rest of the way? Just curious. <laughs> to the text who says you said should have lighter fare with less panic porn and politics with more sunshiny subject discussion like sports and such hasn't been paying attention. I see more politics on ESPN than anywhere else. And if there's something out there worthy and noble, not infected by politics yet, the woke will find a way to make it political and screw it up for all of us. As you were, Vince, you're doing great. Staying in Fort Mill. <laughs> That is a brilliant text. My goodness. I, I'm, I'm fully with you on what you've said. Um, this, unfortunately, is what these folks have done with everything. You know, there are, there are things we just can't enjoy <laughs> like we used to without being assaulted by something. Chris out of Shelby, though, says the positive news for the day is bye, Christian McCaffrey. Wow. That's pretty rough. So different perspective there <laughs> on this trade. Oh, my goodness. I want to share something with you. And this is a post from Dr. Steve Crosby. And that is, um, I'm just going to share it. <laughs> There's no disclaimer or anything before it. But it's something I certainly take to heart. The title of this is Han Solo Certitude. Han Solo Certitude. Since there are many wonderful themes interwoven throughout the Gospels, one of the major themes is reversal. The first shall be last. Rejection is another. Counterintuitive is another. What is esteemed by humanity is an abomination to God, etc. The way Abba does things is not derived from the values, beliefs, and systems of this world. Boy, do we need to be reminded of that. Amens and hallelujahs all around, especially when talking about his grace and love. His ways are not like ours. 
I can't imagine finding anyone who would object to that. Except when the topic of judgment comes up. Mm. This is a contrary perspective. This is one of the things that I find intriguing about Steve and the way he communicates the gospel message. All of a sudden, he says, the celebratory acceptance of the above not only disappears, it is passionately rejected. Supposedly, God does judgment just like we do, but only on a bigger, grander, and more vindictive scale. God is us, just nastier. And just like us, he supposedly finds a way to justify his nastiness by calling it holiness. Should anyone suggest otherwise, the H-bomb will be dropped on them. And I'm not referring to hydrogen. (laughs) I believe in a final judgment. I just believe it will be consistent with the life, message, and ethics of Jesus. Bombs away. Content with several things. One, I don't know what that will look like. Two, I don't know how Abba is going to do it. Three, I don't care about the stress, tension, or pressure my point of view puts on some scriptures or how they're commonly understood. Four, don't need certainty on one and one to three, as they are none of my business. I'm very busy at my full-time job of trying not to be a Christian rear end today to wade into the mysteries of how God's going to wrap things up perfectly and justly in Christ. He has my permission to do it his counterintuitive kingdom way and not let me in on it. You see, that way I can live in faith, relational trust with my father, rather than frozen in the carbonite of my hermeneutical certitude. (laughs) This is a deep one, I know. What is he saying in all of this? And at some point, I'm going to have Steve on to talk about this. But I believe a lot of us have very... Unhealthy, and dare I say it, unbiblical perspectives on judgment. I think many of us, the truth be known, our views are more driven by philosophers than scripture. Not understanding the true heart of God manifest in Jesus. We have veered off the course, not realizing it. Just putting that out there here on Faith Focus Friday. Before the election, here we are just weeks away. And by the way, reminder, early voting is underway in North Carolina. Get out and vote. We're already seeing a panic start to set in for Democrats. We've told you about multiple polls that have come out indicating that Republicans are pulling ahead. I mentioned a Monmouth University poll earlier in this broadcast. Washington Post pointing out that's not the only one. Other high-profile media polls testing the generic ballot. Would you prefer a generic Democrat or a generic Republican? Showing a modest shift in the GOP's direction. 
538's average of generic ballot shows now favors Republicans for the first time since early August. The GOP's lead is narrow, but both history and the step up of our political map indicate even a neutral environment favors Republican gains. This could well mean GOP takeovers of both the House and the Senate, given the razor thinness of the margins in each chamber. Perhaps most troublesome for the GOP right now, how polls are trending in some key Senate races. Are you ready for these? Holding the House has long been seen as the taller task for Democrats. Not all states are holding Senate races. Several GOP Senate candidates have seemed to underperform. A big reason... Voters just didn't really like those GOP nominees. But this also gave GOP candidates room to grow. Voters who perhaps didn't like them but were predisposed toward the GOP and against Biden might ultimately close ranks. There's evidence that's exactly what has happened. You ready for this? For starters, in Pennsylvania, a new AARP poll. Republican Mehmet Oz closing to within two points in a race... John Fetterman, once led by double digits. Folks, the walls are closing in. (laughs) We're going to talk more about these contests, key contests around the country, as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. lose Congress? Are they going to blame Russia collusion and white supremacy? Probably. What else do they have? So before the break, I was telling you about one of the races, several of the races, beginning with the Pennsylvania race. At one time, it was not even a contest. Double-digit lead for John Fetterman over Mehmet Oz. Now, Oz is within two points. Oz's favorability rating rose from 30% in June to 38% today. (laughs) This is pretty extraordinary. Republicans viewed Oz favorably by just a 15-point margin back then. Now they view him favorably by a 44-point margin. 
In Ohio, Republican J.D. Vance asserted a lead in the polling average after trailing previously. And again, we look to image ratings. As recently as last month, a Suffolk University poll showed his opponent, Tim Ryan, had a surprisingly solid image rating among Republicans at negative 26, 19% favorable to 45% unfavorable. The same poll now shows Republicans dislike Ryan by a 56-point margin, while Vance's image has improved modestly similar movement in the third race in which Democrats seem to have hoped of a pickup. Wisconsin. Marquette University Law School. This poll showing Ron Johnson moving from down seven in August to virtually tied last month to now leading by six points among likely voters. He's gone from an image rating of plus 55 with GOP leaning voters to plus 74. Down in Georgia. Herschel Walker has not benefited from a similar shift. That's in part because his image was already strong in the GOP. It doesn't appear to have suffered much, despite the allegation that he paid for an abortion more than a decade ago. That race remains tight, with perhaps a slight edge for Warnock. The evidence less compelling in Arizona. The polling is not very good there, but a recent CBS News YouGov poll showing Republican Blake Masters within three points of Senator Mark Kelly. Despite the fact that 63% of voters dislike Masters personally. That's amazing. To be three points, within three points, and 63% of the voters dislike you? Masters is an underdog. But all these races appear to be in play for the GOP. And winning four or even just three of them could translate into a GOP Senate majority. It's possible. If things continue to close in the GOP's direction the final two-plus weeks of the campaign, especially if gas prices don't drop, and if abortion is indeed waning as a campaign issue, as the indicators seem to indicate they are. Democrats were never really favorites to hold both chambers. It was always about whether they had a shot to beat history, especially in the Senate. Their odds of doing that appeared to be declining, according to the very liberal Washington Post. How is that for interesting? Some overall headlines. Drudge headlines on the election We shared with you growing warning signs for Dems. Few party leaders hit trail. Well, why would you? (laughs) Why would you hit the trail, especially if you're a Democrat party leader? I've been watching this number go down. This was up in the 70s a few days ago. Now, Democrats, 59% chance to control the Senate. Third-party candidates could play a role in this as spoilers in some crucial races. Republicans make gains in deep blue strongholds. Just a sampling of some of what's out there. Kind of curious. What are your thoughts? Those of you in North Carolina, have you voted? What's your 
sense about how things are going to go just a few weeks from now. Dean would like to know, what is the practical purpose of a poll other than to stir up media conversation? Well, I'll tell you, the campaigns are very much interested in polls because they constantly need to do this to find out how they are doing. They need to stay on top of this all the way up to Election Day. They take these things very, very seriously. A lot of the polling information is what drives fundraising. And if you're not able to raise funds, you got a real problem. I think that's all the election stories. I want to share this one briefly before we go to break. This is a bizarre story. Uh, a friend told me about yesterday. Have you heard about this in Missouri? A Northwest Missouri school district faced a massive disruption after four freshman students posted a petition that suggested restarting slavery. <laughs> this came out in response to a federal lawsuit filed by the students' parents. One student at Park Hill South High School was expelled and three others suspended for 180 days after the petition was posted on social media September 2021. In their federal lawsuit against the district, the students' parents contend the petition began as bantering between freshman football players, some of whom are biracial or black, on a team bus. They contend the district overreacted to the incident, violated the students' free speech and due process rights by removing them from school. In its response to the lawsuit, the district said it spent hundreds of hours counseling upset students and parents after the incident attracted national attention. The controversy delayed the district's efforts to promote diversity and inclusion. I'm getting ill as I share more of the story. Took time away from teachers' professional development and caused substitute teachers to refuse assignments at Park Hill South. Then Superintendent Jeanette Coward said the petition resulted in the most disruption she's experienced in her nearly 40 years in public education. The district asked the judge to deny the parents' request for temporary restraining order and a preliminary injunction that would allow the four students to return to school. My first thought, when I first heard about this, this is one of the silliest, most asinine things. Am I... Am I glad... Students did something so stupid? Of course not. It scares me, though, that anybody, and I'm serious about this, that anybody would take a student petition about slavery seriously. I mean, this is crazy. Absolutely crazy. But this is where we are, folks. In the highly, highly politicized, panic-filled atmosphere. (laughs) Stay with us.
I want to uh, tell you about it and give some time uh, because we have some additional audio coming that we'll play for you in a moment. Trump ally Steve Bannon, the USA Today headline, Trump ally Steve Bannon sentenced to four months in prison in contempt of Congress case. Let me just tell you, folks, I had this conversation with a friend of mine over dinner a couple of nights ago. I just told him, I don't give a rat's ass about any of this January 6th stuff. And the fact that this process, this subpoena process, has been abused as it has. It's egregious. I am no big fan of Steve Bannon. I have met Steve Bannon, talked with him several times. And we've interacted years ago. This is pre-Trump days. And the guy's a brilliant guy, politically. Did a great job with Breitbart. I (laughs) would say he's one of many people who just went off the deep end with this stuff. And, And again, I'm not here to defend him. But I will tell you, I will defend him as it relates to this stupid nonsense about January 6th. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted that the people's house has been abused as it has for this circus. So anyway, Steve Bannon's going going to prison for four months over contempt of Congress. I think there are people in Congress who deserve to be in prison for contempt of America, for contempt of Americans. This is something that the media may come together and celebrate and have a great time about. Late night talk show hosts are going to have a blast with this. They love this stuff. But I think history is going to look back on this particular season And it's not going to look good at all. Four months in prison. Contempt of Congress charge for defying a a subpoena from the Special House Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 Capitol attack. U.S. District Judge Carl Nichols granting a defense request the flamboyant advisor be allowed to remain free pending appeal. The Justice Department wanted six months for Bannon. Recommended he pay a maximum fine of $200,000 for his sustained bad faith. And I've just got to tell you, folks. When I look at this federal government, when I look at this freaking administration and this so-called Justice Department. For anyone in this group at all to have the nerve to use the phrase bad faith. It's appalling. Their comments, anyway, from the moment the defendant Stephen K. Bannon accepted service of a subpoena from the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, he's pursued a bad faith strategy of defiance and contempt. This is what they put before the court. Bannon ordered to pay a $6,500 fee, left the courthouse, and you're going to hear some of his comments now. 
here. Uh, there, we may spend some more time on this Monday because I think he's, I think Steve Steve Bannon is onto something here. I want you to hear comments from just a few minutes ago. Steve Bannon, after he was sentenced to four months in prison for contempt of Congress. Listen up. On November 8th, on November 8th, the American people will raise judgment and we will broom the Biden administration ends on the eighth evening of the 8th of November. And let me be, let me, some other thing is that the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland will end up being the first attorney general that's brought up on charges of impeachment and he will be removed from office. Thank you very much. Wow. That's pretty strong stuff. Now, some people just look at Stephen K. Bannon and just think, okay, this guy's kind of off <laughs> the reservation. I would not minimize this. I'm serious, folks. The question is, will Republicans have the stomach? And here's something I want to make very clear. I don't want Republicans to spend a lot of time in Congress wasting time with a bunch of hearings. If you do a hearing, make it short, make it brief, make it concise, and go for broke. I'm saying you hold a one- or two-day hearing, and if you're going to do something like hold Merrick Garland in contempt or something of the sort... Bring down the hammer. Do it quick. Don't waste a whole lot of time lollygagging about it and let it drag on for days and days and days and weeks and just talk about it. Come in and lower the hammer. What happened here was unethical. And this man deserves to be impeached. This is a political impeachment. That's what this is. This is a political process, this entire January 6th nonsense. And to throw people in prison for failing to participate in your circus. That's an abuse of power. That's what it is. I hope those of you who may not like Steve Bannon understand the magnitude of this. This is a very dangerous thing when we have an administration which is usually restrained, and I say this in general in terms of the history of this country, but we now have very open prosecution of political enemies. That's what's going on here. And as much as Steve Bannon has annoyed the living crap out of me the last few years, I will not sit by and watch this happen without... Extending my voice to say it's time for justice here. And justice needs to come to the Justice Department. Prosecute these political actors. They are the ones who deserve to be in prison. Stay with us. Final stretch of the broadcast on the text line. How much time do you think you would get, Vince, if you get subpoenaed and didn't show up? Good question. 
Vince, I have contempt for this Congress. When are they locking me up? Wasn't A.G. Eric Holder found to be in contempt of Congress? He wasn't punished. Why should Bannon or anyone else be punished? Trump and Steve Bannon can share a jail cell. Boy, that's charming. Vince Biden is on camera right now blaming the GOP for voting for tax cuts that raised the deficit. Oh, my goodness. If I were jailed for contempt of Congress, I'd be sort of proud, but I'd also go on a hunger strike to shame those political vultures, this texter says. Another person is painfully obvious. We're living in a police state. Vince, will Steve Bannon be put in the same cell where Eric Holder, James Comey, Chris Wray, many other Democrats who ignored congressional subpoenas serve their sentences? Oh, wait, nobody batted an eye when they did it. Alan, you're so right. This is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. We have a total of eight questions. I've got a got to warn this list is a little difficult, but I hope I can provide some good clues. Beginning in 1805, the Battle of Trafalgar. I've never heard of this place. Interestingly enough, you know, there's a poll that uh, is done here in this country. The British Navy defeated the combined navies of two countries. Can you name just one of them, Chris? Who are they fighting? 1805. Uh, France. France is one of them. You're absolutely right. The other one is Spain. And they defeated both of their navies. At one time, the British were the bomb. I mean, they dominated. They were an empire for a good reason. 1872... Groundbreaking for the U.S. Naval Academy. They accepted someone they would not normally accept in 1872. What kind of a person was it for the very first time? Was it an Asian American? No, actually, black candidate. A black candidate for the very first time, 1872. And that's groundbreaking for... Surprised it took so long. For that time, yes. 1879... I'll bet you can figure out who demonstrated the first commercially practical light bulb. This guy is a genius. The the history books say Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison is the man. But the people who knew him say otherwise. But the the answer is Thomas Edison. Are they saying that this idea was stolen? That he he was a ripoff artist, yes. Really? Yeah, I... Look up Thomas, Google Thomas Edinson and, I don't know, thievery and see how many returns you get. Really? I'm going to, that. see, this this kind of stuff intrigues me. So, thank you, Chris. I'm going to look into this. Oh, you're welcome. 1921. I love the, those kinds of things. It's, I can, I can go for hours in researching those kinds of things. 1921, this president, President Harding, denounced this practice, deadly practice against blacks, what they were doing to uh, carry out violence. What were these attacks called? Uh, uh, Lynchings? Lynchings is correct. A little heavy for a game show answer. Yeah, the the president had to publically denounce these. 
Yeah, exactly. That's kind of harsh, isn't it? Uh, kind of harsh that a president would have to PG-13 make such a declaration in 1921. 1940, Hemingway put out something. He published this that I think was talking about death. I read it years ago in college. Do you know what the title of this work is? Oh, it's, it's, it's just, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. <laughs> I know, I bet. Yeah. I, I remember I was bored to tears reading it. What but... Slaughterhouse-Five was it? No, <laughs> I'm not Googling Hemingway because it'd be the first thing to come up. Oh my but gosh. I, my integrity won't let me do it. Tell me, tell me so I can I lose know. my mind here. It's for whom the bell tolls. Oh. Remember that phrase? Yeah, I knew you'd, you would be like, oh, that's right on the tip oh. of my tongue. I get it. Yep. This uh, I'll never get. I would never get in a million years. Uh, the Frank Lloyd Wright designed this museum and it opened in New York City. Do you know which one it is? This is so obscure. I don't know what I would never figure that out. It's the Guggenheim Museum. Oh, I, I might have guessed that given more ponder time. Yeah, that's I yeah. have heard of the Guggenheim. Yeah. I haven't spent I, much time there. In 1961, this artist who has a really weird voice Records his first album in one day, and it costs him all of $400. Boy, I don't think you could do that. Well, you might do that today with the technology we have. He has a voice that's kind of like this. Uh, Bob Dylan. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. That's weird. 1967, a march on the Pentagon draws 50,000 protesters. They were protesting which war, 1967? Yeah, well, it had to have been Vietnam. Vietnam. That was, I cannot believe, I'm kind of shocked that I did a pretty good Bob Dylan. Enough for you to recognize, anyway. Well, I was going to say Tiny Tim, so you <laughs> obviously did a good Bob Dylan. I would do Tim Tim. You don't have to do Tiny Tim. You don't, you don't have to. Now that's going to go through your head. It's going to go through mine, too. Why did I do yeah, that to nightmares. myself? Exactly. <laughs> Chris, as always, thanks for everything, and thank you, folks, for a wonderful broadcasting week. Lord willing, we're back on Monday at the same time. Uh, God bless you. Be safe out there. Adios. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.